Being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We've learned to hide our true feelings and emotions from the view of the outside world for fear of being seen as weak, undeserving, or not enough. While this strategy works well for a while, many of us are realizing it is not a sustainable way to continue living life, especially when there is so much that we want to achieve, create, and contribute. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadek. In this program, you'll hear from Shamin and her guests about what it's like to face these fears head on and courageously share emotion, vulnerability, and experience in service of creating connection, resilience, and extraordinary results. Now, here's your host, Shamin Sadek. Hello, and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadek, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, as always. So, I'm very excited today because... If you're listening live, you might have heard uh, an intro to the show that is new, that's different from the last time you listened to the show. I've been working on updating things a little bit um, here at Anjali Leadership, both in terms of how I talk about and present my my offer to the world, <laughs> to the, the corporate world, to the world of human beings, and to the world of those who want to build greater resilience and self-awareness. And I've also extended that update to the show. So I've written uh, new audio elements that you'll hear throughout the day today. Uh, As well, I have a commercial that you're going to hear during the break. So I'm kind of thrilled about that. It's taken me a long time to get to this place where I'm ready to talk about what I'm offering in a sort of standardized uh, commercial-like way. So I, I welcome you to the new fresh uh, stories from the heart of leadership and I'm glad that you're with me today and I hope that you'll continue to enjoy what I have to offer as the weeks go by. So as always I thought it would be uh, not as always but as we have done recently I thought it would be nice to start with a little bit of a grounding. Um, It's especially helpful for me because I just came back from a run and I'm always a little bit um, up when I get back, which is good. It's good to be up. I like being up. But uh, I also noticed as the show began that I felt a bit of a quiver in my voice and my feet were not completely grounded. So I thought it might be helpful if we all spent a couple minutes just getting grounded together. And then we'll launch into our topic for today. So uh, uncrossing your legs and your arms and resting your palms on your thighs and letting your feet be firmly planted on the ground. Just um, take a couple of easy breaths here as you sit in an upright and dignified manner in your seat. Or maybe you're able to relax um, in a reclining position. That's okay too. But if you're sitting as I am, then just let yourself come into an easy upright position. And taking a couple of breaths here. 
And just allowing yourself to sink into the seat, not in a slouched or hunched over way, not in a resigned way, but more in a relaxed, grounded, bringing your bottom into the chair, <laughs> so to speak, and allowing your feet to make connection with the floor. Or if you're lucky enough to be outside as you're listening, maybe you can put your feet directly on the earth and just allow yourself to sink into the ground in some way. Um, perhaps you'll think of growing some sorts of roots from the bottoms of your feet down into the ground to ground you. That's what I'm needing to do today. Uh, or maybe for you, it's more important just to feel the surface of something under your feet, the floor, the earth, the ground, wherever you happen to be. Good. And just taking a few breaths here, we'll just keep our awareness on this feeling of grounding, the sensation of bringing ourselves into connection with the earth. And taking a few more breaths at your own pace, letting those roots, if you're like me, extend down into the earth, just to hold you so you don't go flying off into your head, as I often do, and as many of you do too. Good. And as we bring this few moments of relaxation and grounding to a close, what I want you to know is that I have a longer version of this for you. If you find these moments of relaxation that we do together at the beginning of the show, if you find this helpful, then you can go to my website and download a free audio um, file of me doing a longer version of this grounding. It comes from work that I learned from Suzanne Skurlock Durana, who is a teacher of this work in the DC area. And I was fortunate to attend some of her trainings in previous years and was very inspired by the practices that she teaches. So my version of her teaching, I, I want to be very clear that I did not come up with this on my own. I learned it from her and she learned it from others before her as well. And so it's not mine and that's why I am offering it to you freely. If it's useful to you, go and download it. Um, you'll need to sign up for my newsletter in in order to get it, and that's okay, because um, then you'll get a notice every week about the show and what's coming up, what, what each episode is going to be about. So it's a bonus all around. Good. So now I'm feeling a bit more grounded, and I'm able to bring myself fully to the topic at hand, which is pay yourself first. Have you heard this before? Has anyone ever said this to you before? This is one of those phrases that I've heard over and over and over again in my life, but I didn't really understand what it meant. And I was reflecting on this a few days ago. I was thinking about the first time that somebody said this to me. It was when I was young. I was um, quite a bit younger than I am now. I was in my 20s and I was in my first real job. And there was a the son of one of the VPs in my, my organization had come and, you know, was hanging around and chatting with all of us. He was a few years older than me. And he had become um, 
a financial advisor, I guess is the right term for what he was doing. And he was trying to sell his services. And he said to me, you know, you need to be saving some money. I can help you to do that. And the thing was at that age and stage in my life, I didn't really care about what he was saying. I wasn't thoughtful about saving. I was enjoying my first job, the freedom that comes with having a salary. I was living on my own uh, for the first time all by myself, no roommates. And I didn't think that I needed to worry about saving money or investing money. And in fact, my response to him was, you know, don't try and sell to me. I have nothing to invest anyway. I, I make a very small amount of money. And his point back to me was, this is important because you don't make a lot of money. And I, at that time, was just not interested. So I fluffed him off and never really thought about it again until I was a bit older. And then I was a bit stuck. So it wasn't so easy to set money aside. I had a house, I had two kids, and then I was in the process of ending a marriage and um, find myself here now at this ripe old age of being in my mid 40s. <laughs> okay, it's not a ripe old age, but many years later, realizing that I never really got the hang of paying myself first on a financial level. I've just been kind of getting by. And that's not a bad thing. Um, I think it's a, it's a pretty good thing. But I've been thinking about this even more now as my children are getting older. So uh, someone pointed me to a book called Money, Spar Money Smart Kids. It's by the author's name is Gail Vaz Oxlade. And I'm going to reach out to Gail and see if she'd like to be a guest on my show. She's pretty popular right now here in Canada. Um, hopefully she'll want to come in and talk with all of us about this too. And if you just Google her name, uh, Gail Vaz, that's V-A-Z or Z, depending on what country you live in. Dash Oxlade, O-X-L-A-D-E. Uh, it's a fabulous book, and I know she's written some books for adults as well. So I have this one about money smart kids, and because my kids are getting older, this has come to my attention. Uh, one of the things that I noticed is that my kids think that I am a walking ATM machine. And why wouldn't they think that? I've pretty much been able to give them everything they Well, for sure I've given them everything they need, and I've given them many things that they want as well. And that was fine when they were younger. I didn't know what I know now. Perhaps I should have started this earlier, but nonetheless, here I am. And I've been learning about how to teach them about money management. And if I had learned this well when I was young, this would be a no-brainer, but I didn't. So I'm having to learn it myself as I teach them. And what better way to learn anything than through learning and teaching simultaneously? So this essence of pay yourself first, I don't know if she actually says these words, but what she proposes is that you take a certain amount of the income that you receive, and for kids this would be their allowance. For me, this is a salary that my company pays me, and, I, uh, and begin to put a certain percentage of it away for savings. That's what I think about when I think about pay yourself first, is put some money aside first. Pay myself first. That's money I'm not going to touch I'm going to put that aside. I'm not even going to think about it. When I was extending this notion to my entire life, it was such a revelation to me when I actually began to do this and also began to do this with my kids. So the younger one gets $8 a week. The older one gets $12 a week. And um, I thought I'd start with these numbers and see you know, how this goes. And I asked them to do the same thing that Gail Vaz Oxlade recommends, which is put 10% of it into savings. 
put 5% of it away for sharing. That's for donations or, or charity or whatever uh, way in which you want to share some of your income. And then take the remaining and decide how much of it is going to go into a category called planned spending. And then the fourth category being um, mad money. So that's money that, you know, the ice cream truck comes by and you just want to go get an ice cream. You could take the money out of there. It's not something you maybe planned for or budgeted for, but you've got a little money set aside for spontaneous purchases like that. And as I've been teaching my kids about it, it's been fantastic because suddenly they're starting to realize what things cost, how much things actually cost. They're asking more money about or more questions about money and how much money I have to pay to live here and how much money it costs for the heat and the hydro and all the other expenses. So it's just been a fabulous opener. And as we are all working on this on the financial front, I began to think about it from the health front, uh, the health and wellness, or let's just call it body health front. So in September, I injured my knee and I was not able to um, run anymore. And I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with running. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that I love running and that I'm one of these people that just runs marathons over and over again. No, I've done one half marathon. I've done a couple of shorter races. I'm content with that. I don't at this moment need to do any more. But I do enjoy the benefits of running. Um, when I'm about to go for a run, I'm not so excited about it. But when I get back from the run, I am because I feel, as I mentioned earlier, uplifted I feel um, good. I notice that my clothes continue to fit me and I don't expand and grow out of them. So these are good things about running for me, some of the benefits. So anyway, in the fall, I hurt my knee and I wasn't able to run for a few months and I wasn't able to dance. That's another thing I love to do is dance. I wasn't able to do that. And then for a few weeks, I wasn't even able to go down the stairs without being in excruciating pain. So it was a bit of a setback, um, and the the result was over the winter months, I ended up gaining um, some size that I was not entirely thrilled about. So I was thinking about this, and I was feeling better, and my knees were um, improving, my leg was not so sore, uh, whatever had happened to my knee seems to have healed, and I decided I would start again. And it's hard to start again when you've stopped, as anyone who is not in the habit of saving or exercising knows, it's a hard thing to build a new habit. But I started thinking about it in the vein of paying myself first. And I wanted to share with you um, what I've been noticing since I've been doing that. So about three weeks ago, oh gosh, I think it's four weeks ago now, I began to run again. And I made a commitment to myself that I would run every day. Now, you've got to know what it's like to be an overachiever if you're smiling and nodding your head as I'm telling you this. I am so much an overachiever. And um, what I did was I started running every day. And sure enough, my legs started to hurt and, and they've been pretty sore. So I've scaled it back a little to not every day, but um, every couple of days. And I've decided to be sensible about it, too. I'm not going to become a slave to this. I'm not going to run in thunderstorms. I'm not going to run no matter what. I'm going to think about it more in terms of what will I do each day that is paying myself first on the health and wellness front? 
Will I spend time um, in nature? Will I go for a run? Will I walk? Will I go somewhere with my kids where we are walking? Um, all of these things count in the realm of paying myself first on the health and wellness front. So that's what I've been experimenting with. And I've also been experimenting with this on the business front because guess what? How you do anything is how you do everything. And I pay everybody else before I pay myself. So I've been learning about this on the business front too and making some adjustments in that realm as well. So here's, um, here's the thing. What I'm learning is that the minute I start to pay myself in any of these realms, things begin to shift. And it's quite amazing to me how much resistance I have to paying myself first and how um, quickly the benefits begin to accrue once I do. It's just been a bit of a revelation. But we're about to go to a break and hopefully hear my new commercial. Before we do, I want to raise this. I mean, we're, I'm talking about paying yourself first, but the first thing is, can you pay yourself at all? Is this something that you're even in the habit of? Or are you, like I tend to be, a habitual overcompensator, someone who looks out for everybody else's interests before her own? Um, that is the way that I've been operating because I've been taught it's good to be nice and helpful and accommodating. But what I end up doing is um, using myself up in the process and not replenishing or paying, quote unquote, myself first. So if I have no money in the bank, then I'm not going to be able to share my money with anybody else or spend it on anything. So this has been a big, big learning for me. So when we come back from the break, let's talk about what it is to pay yourself at all. I'm Shamin Sadiq. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Hello, I'm Shamin Sadiq, the founder and CEO of Anjali Leadership. Anjali means heartfelt offering, and it's no accident that my company is named this way, as our work comes straight from the heart. I spent years working within organizations where well-intentioned leaders somehow managed to create more frustration and disappointment than anything else. You know what? I was one of those leaders, and I yearned for something better, but didn't know what it would look like or how to make it happen. Fortunately, I do know now. At Anjali Leadership, we specialize in helping you climb out of these limiting patterns of behavior so that you can pour your energy and passion into creating the vision results, and business performance you've been striving for since the beginning. If you want to learn more, visit anjaliadership.com. Ready to work with us? Go to anjaliadership.com and let's get started. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamine an email. Her email address is shameen at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back. This is Shamine, and I hope you enjoyed the commercial as much as I did. Um, It's been fun to create something new. I, I'm a writer of prose. I'm a writer of poetry. I write blogs. Some of you have read them. I write a show description every week for this show, and I'm good at speaking about what's going on with me. But marketing myself is something that is um, new, and I find it stressful because it's not the thing that I'm naturally inclined to do. So uh, it's happy. I'm happy to have heard the spot that you just heard, and I hope that you like it too. And let's hope that it leads some of you to actually come to the website and check me out. Check out Anjali Leadership and what we can do for you and how we can help. Now, we were talking about paying yourself at all. In the, in the spirit of paying ourselves first, we must begin with, are we paying ourselves at all? And here's what I've been noticing I don't tend to pay myself. I tend to expend my energy, um, say yes to everything, put myself out there for everyone else's needs without paying myself uh, first. And then I find myself often, this is my pattern, exhausted, overwhelmed, wrung out, strung out, um, and just burned out. So I don't want to be that way anymore. That's not really working for me. I have so much happening in life, so much to live for, so much to to do, and so many ways in which I want to serve that this pattern is not going to work. But the thing that was then continues to be in my way is that I believe that in order to serve in that way, in order to do the things that I'm here to do, that I have to say yes to everything, be very pleasing, be very accommodating, and just do everything that is asked of me. That's, but the, the interesting thing is I'm beginning to challenge that story. I'm beginning to challenge the story that I'm telling myself. And luckily, I have people in my life who work with me who help me challenge these stories. And by the way, that's how I can help you, is to identify what is the story you're telling yourself and then challenge it if it's not serving you. So, My story about saying yes to everything, grabbing every opportunity, jumping into every project wholeheartedly 
has served me really well because it's brought me to a point where I have a lot of business, I have a lot of demand, there are a lot of people who like working with me, who um, understand what I have to offer, agree with it, uh, appreciate it, and find it very, very helpful to them. The problem is that now, um, because the demand is so great, if I say yes to everything, uh, suddenly I end up with no weekends, no evenings, no downtime, no time for me, for my family. And in this past year, we're at the end of the school year this week here in Toronto. I notice I've only been to one of my younger son's school trips or events. I've missed everything else because I was so busy serving everybody else. And so I decided to challenge this belief and to challenge it in a number of ways. Now, earlier I told you that the reason I didn't go running is because I hurt my knee. And that is true. I did. I hurt my knee and it was really quite painful for quite a few weeks, um, months maybe. But the other reason I didn't go running is because I was working too much. I felt every day that I didn't have that half hour to carve out. In the wintertime, it's a lot harder to do that anyway. You've got to think about what am I going to wear? Is it icy? Is it snowing? You know, is it safe to run outside today? And it's, sometimes it's really cold. In the summertime, sometimes it's too hot. Anyway, all of these excuses and reasons kind of came up. And I, it, part of this work of challenging stories is discerning how much of my story is, is, is something I need to pay attention to because it's actually really a limiting factor. Like if my knee is sore, I'm not going to continue running. It's not a good idea. But the other part is my knee's getting better. I could go for a walk. I could do something on the spectrum of running, not maybe a full out run. I could go for a short run around the block, but I told myself I couldn't. I was too busy. I had too much work to do. That's the place to look. That's the place where I needed to challenge myself. So paying myself first is about all of this together. And paying myself at all means even looking at this to say, um, how is this working here? How is this serving me? What kind of performance am I getting from the structures I've set up in my life? And what I realized was, was my clients were getting great performance from me, fantastic performance, but I was not getting a great performance from myself because in the off time, I was too tired uh, and too burnt out to do anything else. So I decided I would just get started. And one of the things I did was I said, I'm going to run every day. And every morning... When I got up and didn't want to run, because I told you I don't love running, I would say to myself, I'm paying myself first. I'm paying myself, I'm going to have extra energy for today because running energizes me. I'm going to feel um, good because running makes me feel good. I'm going to have time outside in nature, which always makes me feel better. And my clothes uh, that are now feeling really tight after a winter of sitting around, um, my clothes are going to begin to fit me again, so I won't have to spend a lot of money on new clothes. So these were all the benefits of paying myself first. And surprisingly, a few things happened. First of all, because I was getting into a new habit of paying myself first, I began to extend that viewpoint to my work life, um, my personal life, and all areas of my life. So it was amazing to me that the benefits went way beyond those four or five things that I just noted. 
yes, my clothes do fit better. Yes, I seem to be losing some of the size that I had gained, um, releasing some weight, as some people like to say, which is a more positive way than saying losing weight. And those are wonderful benefits. And I feel good when I run. I do. I feel great for the rest of the day. Uh, the other thing that's happening is I'm starting to put more structure into my work life. So I have created a team so that other people can serve. It's not only me that can do the work. So I can still say yes to a lot of work and I don't have to actually deliver it all myself. That's one thing. Secondly, I put some different structures in place at work so that I have a bit more control over how I'm going to spend my time. Before, I would allow people to just schedule um, whenever they thought they wanted their next call. Now, when I do a six-month coaching engagement with someone, I say, here, here's my online calendar. Go find 12 hours or 12 sessions that fit with your schedule and book them, and then show up for them. So it's, it's different. I can predict when I'm going to be working and when I'm not because I get to set the tone. I get to set the schedule. I'm paying myself first. They're still getting served. In fact, they may be getting served better than they did before in a better way, in a more efficient way. There's less back and forth. They don't have to speak to my assistant every time they want a session. I've begun to put the tools that are available out there into use. This is all coming from this new lens on paying myself first. So paying myself at all has been the first step. Now, I did go over the top. I did uh, run every day. Uh, one night I was lying in bed and my legs hurt so bad that I couldn't believe it. I, it kept me awake all night. So I, I spoke to some of my running friends and I said, what do you suggest I do? And they said, um, maybe you don't have to run every day. Maybe you need a new pair of shoes. Think about, you know, what you're doing. You're overtraining if you're running every day. Why don't you run every other day? And I thought, oh, that's great. So I've begun to experiment. And so paying myself first has also meant that I'm more open to other possibilities. So even just stepping into this and saying, I deserve to feel good. I deserve to have time for me. I deserve to spend half an hour a day on myself so that I can serve those clients well, so that I can get my work done, so that I can fit into my clothes, et cetera, et cetera. This has all been of great benefit. What about you? How have you started to pay yourself at all, let alone first? If you want to join the conversation, you can call and speak with me. The number is 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. I'd love to hear from you about what you're learning about self-care, paying yourself first. Think about it in whichever way you like. There are many different ways to frame the same thing. But what we're talking about here is you deserving what is best for you. Now, as life would have it, I was having a conversation with someone just before the show who said to me, you know, I'm moving on because it's better for me. I've gotten great learning out of being where I've been for the last couple of years, but now it's time for me to take the next step. That's what I'm talking about. How perfect. Pay yourself first. Pay yourself at all. Then pay yourself first. Paying myself first is a habit that's, that's hard for me to maintain, 
This morning I woke up, I had a client call at 8 o'clock this morning, and then back-to-back client calls until lunchtime. And then I have another client call after the show. So it's one of those days where I, I decided, I made a choice, I'm going to have a busy day today. The payoff is tomorrow morning there's an award ceremony at my kid's school. I get to go there because I saw all my clients for these two days in one day. So I... Um, decided though that at lunchtime what would be best would be to go for a run. I could not in good conscience come to the show and tell you to pay yourself first if I wasn't doing it myself. So it was a bit of my own uh, motivation there to kind of shame myself if you like. I'm saying shame with a tongue-in-cheek because I wasn't really shaming but it's more about being in integrity and so I, I did. I went for a run at lunchtime and came back and felt really awesome when I did. So it worked. And I wanted to talk to you about this, so I didn't want to come to the call and say, I failed today. But sometimes we might fail. Sometimes it, it might not work out. Sometimes I might not be able to pay myself first. Sometimes I'm going to have to settle for paying myself at all, or maybe getting back on the bandwagon the next day. Maybe there's going to be a day where I really wanted to go running, but I couldn't, I didn't for some reason. I, I didn't carve out the time or allow myself to do it. This is what I'm talking about, habits being difficult to build. Then I've got to work with how do I deal with failure? How do I deal with not doing what I said I was going to do? The Dalai Lama has something to say about that. Uh, I'm reading some quotes here from a book that he's written called How to Be Compassionate. And there are two things here that he says that I think are related to this notion of paying ourselves first. In truth, you and I already know each other profoundly as human beings who share the same basic goals. We all seek happiness and we do not want suffering. So if that's true, as the Dalai Lama says, we all seek happiness and we do not want suffering, then I have to ask myself, why do I suffer? Why do I suffer either by not paying myself at all, or why do I suffer by beating myself up if I don't? I want to make a change to my lifestyle. I want to put this new structure into place. If I'm not perfect at it, then I don't need to suffer. But I don't need to let myself off the hook either. So there's a bit of a balancing act that this all invites us into not tipping over one way all the way or the other, not tipping over into martyrdom where I have to run every day no matter what and I'm going to be really hard on myself if I don't, and not tipping over into completely letting myself off the hook and then finding that weeks have gone by and I haven't done any exercise at all. Same thing with work. I could say yes, 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 and take on everything and, and do it all myself Um, that's tipping over way over on one side, or I could say, I can't take on anything else. I've got to stop now, which is tipping over on the other side. So I'm advocating for something that's sort of in the middle on both of these. If you think of them like teeter totters and you're standing on it, which you're not supposed to do kids don't stand on the teeter totter. But I know that some of you have tried this, um, and you find a balance, hopefully, eventually, That's what we're looking for here. And it may not be a horizontal balance. It may not be that there are equal amounts of both, but enough of a balance that you're somewhere in the middle. So find the middle way with this. We all seek happiness and we do not want suffering. It makes me really happy when I'm living my purpose. 
it makes me really happy when I'm serving my clients and serving them well. It makes me happy when I see that their lives, their work lives are better, their business performance is improving, they are becoming more effective, they're attaining their results with more ease and grace and much less effort. That makes me really happy. But I also want to be happy in my own life. I want to enjoy my downtime. I want to enjoy spending time with the people in my life who I love, like my kids, like the man in my life, like my parents and and others. So find the middle way with this. Don't go all the way one way. Don't go all the way the other way. So how do we cultivate this compassion with ourselves? Let's talk about that when we come back from the break. In the meantime, I want to read two other pieces here that I thought would be helpful to you. One is, again from the Dalai Lama, we must educate our young children in the practice of compassion on a worldwide scale. (sighs) I don't know what else to say. This is so important. So if we're working on seeking happiness and not suffering ourselves, we must also be in the process of educating our children to do the same. And this means teaching them not to go all one way or the other. They don't have to be the smartest kid in the class to be enough. They don't have to be on all the sports teams to be enough. Let them find what they love and follow that with some balance and some expectations. I'm not saying let go of all your aspirations for your kids or the things that are important to you. But I'm just saying this middle way extends from us to our children as well. And finally, from Mother Teresa, what can you do to promote world peace? She says, she asks, go home and love your family. What can you do to promote world peace? Go home and love your family. So I take that on the larger scale. Love yourself. Look after yourself. Take care of your home first. That will promote world peace. If there's peace at home, if there's peace within you, then it will, be, um, it will extend to everything that you do. This is another element of paying yourself first. So when we come back from the break, let's talk about compassion. How to be compassionate with ourselves when we don't get it perfect. I'm Shamin Sadiq. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. We're talking today about paying yourself first, and we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hello, I'm Shamin Sadiq, the founder and CEO of Anjali Leadership. Anjali means heartfelt offering, and it's no accident that my company is named this way, as our work comes straight from the heart. I spent years working within organizations where well-intentioned leaders somehow managed to create more frustration and disappointment than anything else. You know what? I was one of those leaders, and I yearned for something better, but didn't know what it would look like or how to make it happen. Fortunately, I do know now. At Anjali Leadership, we specialize in helping you climb out of these limiting patterns of behavior so that you can pour your energy and passion into creating the vision, results, and business performance you've been striving for since the beginning. If you want to learn more, visit anjaliLeadership.com. Ready to work with us? 
Go to anjaliadership.com and let's get started. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back. This is Shamin, and this is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Our topic today is pay yourself first. So in that spirit, let me make some announcements about some upcoming events and also let you know what I'm up to these days. Two things that I want you to know about. One, I am heading to Denver this weekend so that I can join with a group of colleagues as we work on um, some training that incorporates mindfulness and leadership. It's very near and dear to my heart. I've been participating in many different realms of work that incorporate mindfulness, uh, self-awareness, leadership development, different therapeutic kind of skills and offerings. And it's fun to to play with bringing all of these elements together. So this is um, something that's been about three years in the making. And we're coming together as a group of colleagues to Get, our, get ourselves right into what we are designing and see how it's going to actually play out in a training. So watch for more information about that as we have something to offer, which I expect we will in the coming months. You will be notified through my newsletter. So go to anjaliadership.com, sign up for the newsletter. While you're at it, get the free download of my grounding visualization that you can listen to daily as part of your practice if you like it. And then you'll be in the know about what's coming up on that front. So that's one piece. Another piece is I'm working with some, uh, some leaders in Western Canada who are interested in creating community there with coaches 
who are all coaches who use uh, the same framework, which is one I talk about over and over again here, the leadership circle. So if you are part of that community and you are in Western Canada and you're interested in joining us, I'll be coming to this group. I'll be going to this group to work with them over a couple of days, both on deepening their understanding of the frameworks that underpin the leadership circle profile, but also to to put that into practice with themselves as coaches. So it's really a blend of mentoring for coaches in terms of deepening your practice with this particular framework, as well as a power circle for you as coaches to uh, deepen the work that you do with yourself in the same regard. So uh, let me know if you're interested in joining us for that. I'll have more on the website about that in the coming weeks. And that is expected in September, uh, probably in Vancouver, but perhaps in Calgary. So if you're in Western Canada and you're interested in that, let me know. And as well, I plan to do something similar in later in the fall here in Ontario. So watch for that as well. Again, if you sign up for my newsletter, which is called Joining, you can join the conversation and be in the know. Secondly, or thirdly or fourthly, I am teaching two Leadership Circle Profile certifications uh, from between now and the end of the year. One is in the D.C. area. I was just there last week, no, week before last teaching, and I'll be there again September 9th to 11th. And then I'll be in Denver. Oh, I'm going to Denver this weekend, and I'm going to Denver again at the end of September, September 30th. To October 2nd, I'll be teaching the Leadership Circle Profile certification in Denver. So if you are a leadership professional, uh, a coach or a consultant who works with leaders, someone who works in human resources and is responsible for leadership development, you will enjoy this very much. Not only because you will receive a certification in a suite of assessment tools that are very, very powerful instruments, for leadership development, but also because you'll be introduced to the frameworks that underpin this this suite of instruments, and that is very, very powerful, and I think you will love it. Most people do. The 19 people who came to the class two weeks ago in the D.C. area, um, 18 of them loved everything about it, and most of them, all of them loved most of the things that, that happened that weekend, so that was great. Okay, so... Here we are, and we are talking in this segment about compassion and how to be compassionate with yourself when your attempts to pay yourself first or pay yourself at all don't pan out. So here's what I want you to know. You're not the only one who failed or who didn't do it or who had some obstacle come up that got in the way. You're not the only one. And I join you here. I fail regularly. Um, I, I couldn't talk about these things unless I had the experience of struggling with them. I don't want to hold myself out to you as someone who's got it all figured out. I'm very much a person who is in the process of learning about all of this as I go. And I'm sharing with you whatever I'm learning along the way. So I hope that's helpful. And I hope it's helpful to know that you're not the only one. So that's the first thing is can you forgive yourself for failing? And remember, you're not the only one who's ever failed. You're not the only one who ever took a stand on something and then in a moment of weakness or a moment of tiredness 
didn't take a stand for that thing, you're not the only one who's ever had that experience. So know that you are in good company. And secondly, is to forgive yourself. I mean, to actually be able to say to yourself, okay, I'm a work in progress. I'm not perfect. I didn't get it perfect. And then to say to yourself, what is it that I really want here? Use your goal or your vision as the thing that anchors you as you come back to center. What is the thing that I really want here? What is it that I'm trying to create? This is a practice for you that I'm sharing with you. This is a practice that I share with everybody with whom I work because it's a practice that has worked for me and continues to work for me, continue to use it in my life. So first, notice that something happened (laughs) that wasn't what I intended. Second, forgive myself for not being perfect and for thinking that I should be by now. Um, This is actually a practice I have to practice every day because on some front, this happens to me daily. Third is to connect to the, the vision, connect to the thing that you really want, that you really care about. So when I'm thinking about running, those of you who are familiar with this framework of the leadership circle that I've been alluding to so much in these um, conversations that we're having, know that there's something that we call reactive and there's something that we call creative. And creative is what leads you to more optimal effectiveness and optimal performance. Reactive is what many of us do. It's human and normal to do it, but it actually keeps us from getting what we think we want, Um, keeps us getting more of what we don't want, actually. So I can use running as a reactive strategy, and I can use running as a creative strategy. So when I talk about the vision, I'm talking about the creative element of this. What is it that I care so much about that I do anything to make it happen? And you know what the answer is to that question for me? In the largest scale, it is to live with love and joy with my family. That is the largest vision that I have. Um, I have other visions about, you know, being of service to people on the planet and, and helping people be more effective. And yes, those are all part of my vision. Uh, they fall under this vision, though, of love and joy, living with love and joy. I believe we all deserve that. And if I believe that, then I must continue to build it for myself, to strive for that myself, to anchor myself in that. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have days when it's not loving or joyful. It doesn't mean that things won't go wrong or that there won't be sadness or bad experiences. But that is the largest picture that I can keep in mind. And then from there, I can choose what story I want to tell myself. If I want to tell myself a story that is going to keep me stuck, like the one that I don't have enough time, I'm too busy with my client work, um, that story is not going to get me to that vision. If I want to live with love and joy and I'm sick and exhausted because I haven't taken good care of myself, because I've been giving my energy and my gifts away without receiving anything in return from myself, that's not going to work. So the fourth step of this is after you've connected to your vision is to ask yourself, what is the story I'm telling myself? And how is it serving me in moving towards that thing that I say I want? The next step after that is to say, well, if that story is not working, what is one that will instead? And the story I've been talking about here throughout this last hour is the one where I tell myself, I deserve to pay myself. I deserve to pay myself. I deserve to be um, 
happy. I deserve to feel good. I deserve time outside. I deserve half an hour for me in this day. I deserve, I deserve more than that, by the way, but at least in that half hour that I'm going to be running, this is what I tell myself. Tell yourself a better story, a new story, maybe one that you haven't told yourself before. Maybe at first it will feel like it's not true, but that's okay. That's okay. Tell it to yourself anyway. Do this over and over again, and eventually it becomes a habit. Eventually, I will get up every morning and say to myself, I deserve to feel good. I deserve to have time for me. I deserve to pay myself. And then guess what? When I pay myself my salary, I'm going to put 10% of it away. I'm going to trust that all my expenses will be covered by the remainder. And if they're not, I'll make some changes to my expenses so that I can cover them. Uh, I'm going to tell myself that I deserve to feel good, to feel um, alive and, and up and to have good energy during the day. And that's going to help me to go for a run in the morning or maybe practice yoga or maybe sit in meditation for a few minutes. I deserve that. I'm going to remind myself that. So these are the new stories, the one that says I'm enough. I deserve good things. Even just putting these new audio elements out on the show today has been a big edge for me to cross. And I've had to tell myself a new story about myself in order to do that too. And the story there is, I'm evolving. Things are changing. Let's take this out for a test drive. That's a new story that my own coach invited me to to go with last week. I was talking about how these elements of the show were not perfect yet and how I wished I could make them really, 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 really good. And she said, take what you've got out for a test drive. Can you hold it like that? So that's a new story. And then keep going. This is how to build compassion, is to follow this practice. It's a, it's a compassionate practice. It's a self-awareness building practice. It will make you more resilient and it will bring you back to center. It keeps you connected to what matters most, and it has you putting yourself at the forefront, not to the exclusion of anybody else who deserves your care or needs your care. Mothers fall into this trap all the time of, of exhausting themselves for the sake of their children, not realizing that if you actually put yourself first, there'll be more of you that's available to them. So it's kind of like they say in the airplane, some basic stuff here. If if the pressure drops and the oxygen masks fall, please put your own mask on first before assisting those around you. That's what we're talking about when we talk about paying yourself first. I hope that this conversation has been helpful to you. It has been very enjoyable for me to spend this time with you. Next week, my plan is to talk about these stories, to delve in a little bit deeper to how one scenario can have many different stories underneath it and how taking a look at those stories can serve us in becoming more effective in whatever realm of our life we're interested in. So I leave you with that as something to look forward to next week. Please join us again on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm Shamin Sadiq. It's been awesome being with you, and I look forward to next time. Till then, take good care. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadiq will be back next Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a wonderful week, and remember... 
We are all members of this great human family. You are not alone. 